So it's June and in honor of Pride month this episode I'm going to be discussing all of the LGBTQ characters in Harry Potter both canon and fanfic. Uh before before all of that I would just just like to say everything that could possibly go wrong last time went wrong. So um this is hopefully going to be much better quality than that podcast. Uh now moving on to our uh, actual topic probably the only uh, confirmed harry potter um, probably the only confirmed lgbt plus characters in harry potter are dumbledore and grindelwald who are both gay and in love with each other um I'm not going to go too much into the implications of this because it does have a major uh, role in the Fantastic Beasts series and no spoilers uh but I am going to discuss some of the problems and or controversies around it. Now the first thing that people like to point out is that it's kind of it's something done by Rowling in order to gain publicity etc 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 uh and while i do believe that that has potential for being true i don't necessarily want to see it as a you know a sort of shoehorned in subplot because it isn't that way you can't exactly judge the sexuality of a 108 year old man uh, which is how old he is by the time we meet him in the actual harry potter series uh on the other hand most of the Dumbledore and Grindelwald dynamic does uh play out in the Fantastic Beasts series which is a prequel to the Harry Potter series uh but since most of the movies in that series haven't been uh, released yet we don't have the all of the plot points for it I'm not going to judge whether this could be true or could not uh however it does have some um you know the characters do allude to it a little bit in first in Rita Skeeter's book The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore uh which isn't necessarily reliable but there you go uh the other thing that we see that kind of confirms this a little bit is when Travers who is uh head of magical law enforcement in the timeline of the Fantastic Beasts series tells Dumbledore that he and Grindelwald were as close as brothers uh and Dumbledore responds with oh we were closer than brothers uh later in that same movie we kind of see Dumbledore and Grindelwald together forming a love pact or a blood pact whichever way you want to frame it uh and this scene happens when Dumbledore goes to the mirror of Erised which by the way shows you the most potent desire of your life uh for harry it was his parents returning for dumbledore uh it's a little bit more ambiguous but i would say that it is very much uh kind of similar to harry maybe a little bit more along the lines of you know his lost love returning or whatever uh obviously he can't be openly gay in england at that time because homosexuality was only legalized in uh the 1960s i believe it was 1967 um 
but we might get to see some of that play out and that's a very very good thing uh, the obviously the other side of this pairing is Grindelwald who is uh, the, the main antagonist he is the main antagonist of uh, the Fantastic Beast series although he does appear in Harry Potter as well when Voldemort kills him in his quest for the Elder Wand. We don't have any concrete evidence again for Grindelwald's being gay, uh, but given the fact that he and Dumbledore were apparently in a relationship, uh, it kind of just a little bit solidifies that fact, unless Grindelwald was being a manipulative little idiot, which is, let's face it, that's not unusual for the antagonists of the Harry Potter books, uh, world. Now, moving on, everything here is fan fiction. Now, all of the characters that I'm going to be discussing now are all characters who don't have a defined sexuality in the books. Uh, oh, and this is strictly from the Harry Potter books, by the way. The other thing to be careful about in this discussion is, I mean, I am doing this with a fun, jokey, light-hearted air around it. At the same time, it's important to know that we don't at all support JK Rowling on her trans-exclusionary views. Transgender people are who they say they are and their identities have to be believed and gender and sex, while they are very often correlated, don't have to be. Uh, so transgender people aren't ill or insane, which is an argument that I've seen that is completely untrue. So our next character is Sirius Black, but before I jump on to why I think he's uh, homosexual, I'm going to um, tell you a little bit about Project Health Warriors, who are the organizers of this podcast. Uh, Project Health Warriors is a non-profit organization that is dedicated to making sure that people get all of the healthcare that they deserve. Uh, all of the revenue that is generated from this podcast all of the revenue that is generated from this podcast is uh, entirely going to go towards charity and you know healthcare benefits none of it is going towards the maker if you want to support project health warriors you can go to our website uh, which is going to be in the notes down below you can also uh, you know follow our work like this video uh, subscribe in case you're watching on YouTube, um, otherwise follow. It's this this podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, you know, Spotify, Voice Notes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, as well as on YouTube, which I would recommend that you go and watch it on YouTube because that helps us the most. Uh, now, going back to the you know the fictional world a little bit. Uh, Sirius Black is another very very popularly uh, gay character. He is um, shipped with Remus Lupin a lot in his younger years uh, when they were at Hogwarts. And the reason that I think this might be true is for one thing he's not assigned a sexuality again like all of the rest of the characters in Harry Potter pretty much. Uh, and we also don't see him um, in a relationship with a girl at all. Even though he's explicitly 
you know categorically mentioned to be extremely good looking and very very popular with the girls uh while he was at hogwarts N- now i'm not saying necessarily that that's because he's gay but that does lend itself to the possibility of his being homosexual uh the other thing is his very very deep relationship with remus lupin remus lupin does marry tonks uh but that's a that's after sirius black's death which again leads me to believe that they might have been in a relationship uh there's also absolutely zero possibility that harry would have ever noticed his old defense against the dark arts position professor and his godfather uh being a couple <laughs> even though they do act like you know sort of like harry's parents almost um throughout the books they buy him presents together they uh apparently live together at grimold place for a while uh and before serious moved into grimold place he and remus lupin were living together at remus's house in uh you know that's mentioned in uh at the end of goblet of fire when dumbledore tells serious to gather up the old members of the order of the phoenix and then lay low at lupin's for a while now it would make sense that two men living together would might possibly you know be in a relationship not saying that's the only possibility but they don't look to have been you know roommates uh what with serious being in askaban and all of that uh another thing that is kind of in support of this theory is that remus and serious are both um you know outcasts of their respective communities uh remus of course is a werewolf which means he is ostracized by basically all of the wizarding world which is unfortunate but true uh serious on the other hand is a blood traitor from a very very well known pure blood family which leads to his family the blacks disowning him and uh, he even went and lived with james for a while as you know kind of an adoptive sibling of sorts uh, don't really understand that dynamic but you know they were decently close uh another thing that now i think that two people who were such outcasts might have you know gravitated towards each other of course assuming that they were both attracted to the same sex which is not such a far cry uh also at this point harry potter books the harry potter books are set in the 80s and the 90s uh and much of remus and sirius's interactions are set in the 70s but it's important to also take into con- consideration that um and i'm going to go into history a little bit here but it's important to take into consideration that britain de- decriminalized homosexuality in the 1960s like i said before uh and that would lend itself to there being an explosion of gay culture you know open hex homosexuality which is how it should be uh so remus and serious might have been in a relationship very publicly very openly without uh 
being treated with as much contempt as they might have been a decade ago or in Dumbledore's times for an extreme example. Uh, now moving on to Remus Lupin from Sirius Black. Uh, of course, I did cover the grounds for his being in a relationship with Sirius, but uh, there's a couple more interesting points to analyze here. Uh, Remus, first of all, doesn't uh, is never shown to be in a relationship with anyone. Um, you know, before before he and Tonks start going out, presumably, and then get engaged and eventually married. But all of that happens, you know, after the end of this or during the end of the sixth book. Before that, uh, you know, when Sirius Sirius was still alive, um, Remus obviously didn't get into any relationship of sorts. He also did not as that we know of, get into any relationships while Sirius was in Azkaban, uh, which is kind of suspicious, <laughs> you know, uh, a guy going just, I don't know, celibate, abstaining for 12 years of his life uh, and that too in, you know, in, in like the prime of his life when he was in his 20s and 30s, that's pretty suspicious, you really don't see that often. Having gotten my favorite characters out of the way in the beginning, maybe that wasn't such a wise move. Uh, I'm going to start to go into a little bit of the, shall we say, less favorable uh, LGBT plus ships in Harry Potter. Um, the first one that I want to tackle is Draco and Harry, which just no. I mean, I have nothing against, you know, Harry being gay or Draco being gay, but it does, just doesn't jive well with me that Harry and Draco would ever consider getting into a relationship. I mean, see, here's the thing. Every single time that we see Harry and Draco, with the exception of one, uh, kind of meet in close quarters they're either trying to kill each other or trying to get each other killed or trying to get get each other expelled um, which doesn't look good for them being in love the only major exception to this is when Harry uh, saved, saves Draco from Crab's fire, which again doesn't mean that they're in love Just it just means that Harry is a good person which uh, he is and seeing as he killed the literal tyrannical world leader and died in the process. So it's really not good to say that he would ever get into a relationship with uh, Draco Malfoy. In fact, he specifically says uh, at the end of book 6 that he, uh, even though he's a little bit sympathetic towards Draco's um, pathetic situation, uh, he still despises him for his infatuation with the dark arts. Uh, which couldn't be on more on point for Harry. The only time he's ever gotten into actual real bad trouble is for unknowingly using a dark spell that Snape wrote down in his book, which is just really not good either. Now Harry's other perpetual character trait is that he still hates Draco. Uh, yeah, so the abomination that is Cursed Child, whether or not you consider it canon is... Let's not go into that. I kind of am on the fence about it. I usually don't. Uh, 
but even if you do consider if you do consider it canon uh if you do consider it canon most of that book is uh based in 2021 which is this year um and harry and draco still hate each other they only team up in that book because their sons go missing in 1981 which makes zero sense uh another thing that kind of gets in the way of this uh you know situation i i don't even want to call it a relationship it just seems so absurd to me another thing that gets in the way of this um ship there you go i said it uh of this ship yeah is just how toxic most of it is i mean yes i have seen some you know supportive dreary head cannons and fanfics but the overwhelming majority is kind of bad and i really don't want to you know get into the specifics of that but yeah the overwhelming majority of dreary is not great and that's because to make a ship work without completely changing those characters you would have to have them act the same towards each other even after they get into a relationship and the way they act towards each other in that book in the books is um homicidal rage there's no other way to say it you know the one incident being the exception because harry was just so damn tired of people dying uh another slightly controversial ship is ginny and luna which i don't really ship again because ginny and harry are married and have three children and are very very happy uh but i don't really see a problem with ginny and luna um true i mean their their uh, actual relationship in the books is much closer to harry and hermione uh in that you know their jokey laughy best friends i can't see them being in a relationship and also luna is married to rolf scamander if you didn't know that she's married to rolf scamander uh, who is the grandson of newt scamander and newt scamander is the author of the hogwarts textbook fantastic beasts and where to find them just a little bit of cool trivia for you but i don't really see an issue you know in ginny and luna being in a relationship uh, you know given that you have to ignore uh, both ginny and luna being married to their respective uh, husbands uh, the next relationship that we potentially see maybe a little bit is demus which is dean and shamus personally i never really uh, considered this when i was reading the books uh, and i've read the books through and through uh, four times which is more than i want to admit uh, but the thing is the ship might uh, might well be canon uh, as far as i'm concerned because dean and shamus don't really have much romantic in- interest in anybody at all um in the books the only known pairing uh, that dean is in is dean and ginny which kind of went nowhere seeing as they had a rocky start and kind of a rocky relationship to begin with and ginny was in love with harry uh they were always breaking up you know that on again off again kind of dynamic doesn't really serve well to being a long term re- relationship and also ginny is married to harry uh Seamus is only 
potential romantic interest and i say that with big air quotes around it because he and lavender which is who i'm talking about by the way uh he and lavender only went to the yule ball as friends um now she must might have had a crush on her maybe but that's really just spitballing uh there's no way to know for sure and lavender is also possibly dead and you know she she might be alive seeing as hermione caught sight of greyback biting her neck and uh, immediately stunned and or killed him given that he dropped out of a window of a window after that and we know that he's dead so the next relationship that we are going to discuss or that i am going to talk about is harry and ron and i don't know what the ship name for this is unless it's hon which is absolutely hilarious <laughs> but i digress uh harry and ron again is a ship that i really don't have any problem with you know once you get past the roadblock of jenny and hermione being married to harry and ron respectively and being in very very fulfilling relationships that aren't about to split up anytime soon again like i said before i don't have a problem with harry and ron being gay at all or you know bisexual as it might be uh or in fact any other sexuality which constitutes them liking boys as well as girls uh the only major roadblock like i said before is their marriages and their families uh as in their children and while i think that it would be really sweet to have Ron and Harry in a relationship getting married their dynamic again is really m- much more like best friends rather than potential uh, romantic interests i don't really know what to say on this one uh again going into the fanfic territory a little bit well this is all fanfic territory but going into the actual fanfic writing territory a little bit the harry and ron um fan fictions are mostly really very good i think i haven't read a lot of them but i think they're fairly well executed uh and one thing that i would want to say about all of the ships that i've said so far are plausible is that even if the characters are in a relationship you really don't have to change much to have them uh you know care for each other or to be shown to be in a very very fulfilling uh, sort of relationship normally when you have to change uh the attitude of two characters towards each other in you know after they begin their relationship usually with a big grand kiss i don't know why that's such a popular trope but it is uh if you have to change the character's behavior towards each other after that that's the sign of a bad relationship um what happens then is one your audience kind of loses interest uh they basically begin third wheeling uh which is what it's called it's called audience third wheeling which is not a good thing to have happen because it can make your audience not invested in your uh, writing or your story anymore and this doesn't have to happen with any of the potentially functional relationships that i've discovered or discussed i don't know why i said discovered there but we're going to keep that in uh the biggest example of this is jenny and luna who are already very very caring they quite obviously are extremely close uh 
their relationship again is kind of more uh, best friends dynamic rather than a lovers dynamic best friends getting into a relationship is after all the best kind of relationship especially in you know literature and movies and tv or whatever a stark contradiction to this is drary uh, you know draco and harry where to make that ship work you have to completely change up the entire everything about their dynamic and part of that dynamic their constant rivalry and almost cartoonish hate towards each other is what makes their dynamic fun it's what makes them good characters i mean everybody has a rival everybody has you know somebody that they just completely hate out of just just sheer pure thought and no reasoning you know you have that one person in your life uh that's what grounds these two children in the middle of a literal war like a complete civil war is going on in the wizarding world right now uh and both of them are in immediate danger of being murdered by literally the most powerful dark wizard who ever existed but the thing is this you know childhood rivalry is what grounds them out it's what balances them and it's what makes us relate to them uh, you know to harry not to draco although some people do relate to draco that's a tangent for another day uh but yes that's what makes these characters relatable um and all of these relationships that i just pointed out part of why uh, people like them so much is because it makes these characters relatable to a wider section of society not just you know cisgender and heterosexual people that's why a lot of characters are headcanoned as transgender uh and also just to spite jk rowling which i think is a very noble cause uh you know considering her let's just say how, how do i put this delicately bs comments on transphobia and about how sex is real and blah 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 which is all just completely fake and not grounded in science at all uh and i mean again i i don't have anything against these headcanons of characters being transgender although i do think that harry would have noticed if uh say hermione started to spontaneously identify as a guy I think that would have been a pretty big deal considering that Harry was her best friend and Ron literally loved her for most of the books before I get carried away with my uh you know my opinions on several headcanons this this podcast is about pride month and so drop a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube or like this video follow uh if you're on say spotify or google podcasts or a similar platform and put a little goldfish down in the comments or like a i don't know like a smiley yeah put a smiley down in the comments if you think that um lgbt plus people deserve to live their lives as they are uh and i maybe i'll see you next week hopefully i'll see you next week have a really special podcast coming up for next week and i might diverge from harry potter a little bit but it is going to come back to 
let's just say the key plot point of Harry Potter in the end. So stay tuned if you want to know what that is and hopefully I'll see you next week.